0: It's Friday, April 1st. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Buley. It's episode 245. We're coming up on 250 here pretty soon. I wonder if we should Whoa. do something for all number 250, quarter of a milli. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. It's going great. It's quarter of a thousand. Wait, wait. not... Yeah. yeah, yeah that's a not a thousand, hey, since when did we start doing accurate math on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: I'll never forget that time that Tyler and I both thought whatever app that so was so bad. That yeah, that was uh, terrible. App or something that people were We like, like moved like, to zero and, and just
2: went to town seven on,
0: seven on it. On it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrible. and I didn't. I didn't correct anyone, so I'm no better in that particular instance either. So uh, we're just hey, gonna, we're gonna roll it live. You know, you want speaking of things that are
2: terrible? Um, I uh I got I, I bought a trailer recently. I don't know if we talked about that on the show or not there will be lots of uh, tech stuff to talk about there it's been pretty interesting but um, mm. i i financed uh, at least part of it and when Sounds about right. they i just got the information from bank of america ended up beating the bank that the uh, cuz i financed through the dealer they actually found a fantastic rate very happy let me, with let me it pause you but it was for not
1: from, just a trailer it's it's not like a you
0: know a four <laughs> by six uh, little
1: you know trailer metal trailer <laughs> that you haul behind your truck or something it's tell that's me just what like it really that. is. <laughs> okay, it
2: is a 38 foot toy hauling fifth wheel. Boom. Okay, that's a little bit different. Did you say there, hold on?
0: Aaron, you're you're echoing, so we may need you go on mute. Did you say toy hauling fifth wheel? I did. I did. Well, I said hauling. Um I, I didn't go full text and all No, there, but I don't think there was a G in that one. Just
2: saying. Uh, it's possible. I I I would have to look listen back to it i, I will do that sometimes so um yeah so we my wife and i ended up going through the you know travel trailer finding buying process uh as i'm sure many people do just trying to figure out how to best sort of balance what we wanted what we needed and what was available um and then we tried to keep length short that one clearly fell off the list somewhere along the, along the line um but one of the requirements that we we had was we wanted fixed beds for all five of our family members so all three kids and then my wife and i wife and i easy most trailers will have uh you know some kind of quote master suite bed area whatever and that tends to be a uh, clean sometimes king um but the kids uh was a lot more difficult because most of the campers seem to be configured for families of four not five and so You could find lots of opportunity to have like a bunk room, which ended up being another requirement. We wanted to be able to like close their door and let them have their space while, you know, perhaps adults actually stayed up a little longer and talked in the main area because my kids are still pretty young. And long story short, to have any kind of like rear bunk room or front bunk room, there are a few of those. Um, it just it kept creeping the length up and when we crossed a certain length threshold we decided that a fifth wheel made more sense for safety and maneuverability um it's really the only reason we ended up with a fifth wheel but then that basically cascaded to well weight, many fifth wheels because now you've got more capacity weight wise uh on the towing end of the equation um they make them quite beefy and they they sell things called toy haulers and the toy haulers have uh you know like one ton axles or, or at least much more capable axles and their tires are rated higher they're they're more sturdy in general so you can actually put stuff like side by sides in the back and then you can take them out when you get where you're going and you can reconfigure that room as a bedroom so they have uh ours has what's called a happy jack system which is actually a a jack that's got um chain driven um beds basically there's kind of two there's a set of couches and then a queen bed of sorts that lift off the ground and go flush to the ceiling if you have something in the garage and then they come down so you can sleep on it and that queen bed's actually bigger than a queen it's it's quite large area it's like I forget what the actual dimensions, but I want to say it's like 60 by 90 almost. So we're going to sleep all three of our kids on that one large sort of platform bed. And, um, and then in a pinch, if, it, cause we're going to be on the road for a couple of months, at least with the, the Puleys this summer. And um, that, that whole room can be like a kid room if it's gross outside and, and, or they're just completely burned themselves out running around outside over the, you know last month and a half or whatever. So um, it gave us a bunch of flexibility on how to use it and how to bring stuff so we decided to go with Toy Hauler. We don't really have lots of toys so that was the sort of number one reason. But we'll put their bikes and stuff back there when we're traveling along that jazz.
0: Well, I learned something today cuz I didn't know what any of that stuff meant. Oh, that's <laughs> not true. I know what a fifth wheel is. Uh, one of my customers has a, uh, also a gigantic monster truck, like the one that you've ordered, in order to pull his <laughs> fifth wheel, and he literally wanted to show me his truck and his fifth wheel, so he God. brought it to lunch one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Wait, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure. the whole rig. To lunch? I'm pretty sure that's, both of you have wild. met this guy as well. Um, he, he works for it. a customer I that I think it. we've all had some interaction with. And, uh, he, he actually retired relatively recently, but yeah, we were, <clears throat> we used to always go to, uh, BJ's brew house and we were there one time. He was like, Hey, next time I come out here, I gotta, I gotta bring the, the fifth wheel and show you. And so I was like, cool. really? I don't think you do. I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> Cause he lived like <laughs> 70 miles from where that place was. <laughs> Holy cow. And so I was like, yeah, oh, don't worry. Did about he stay me. overnight in the parking lot? Did he like really make the best <laughs> of it? Uh, dude, seriously, like a th- two, three months later, uh, I, I had forgotten that he was going to do this and we well, once again, I go back It's the same me. spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, sure enough, I go to, you know, I go to park in the, in the parking lot and in the back, there's a lot of room. So I just kind of gravitate to that area. Well, sure enough, I see this like F three fifty out there <laughs> with this <laughs> giant fifth wheel attached to it. And I'm like, Oh right. my gosh, he actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was very nice. It was legit. And they, they travel all across the country with that thing. Just, you know, that's kind of like what him and his wife do. So it's it's real nice. That's, awesome. <clears throat> that's what That's what we want to do. That's, that's how we ended up. We figured it'd be comfortable. It'd be fun. There would
2: be no uh, wanting to upgrade, hopefully, ever is my goodness has this been a process but um it's cool we're we are doing a ton of we i say we like my wife uh, has anything to do with this i think she would be fine with it you know totally vanilla the way that we got it i have immediately started like pulling panels off this thing and upgrading different bits or rewiring certain stuff i have a laundry list of things that i'm doing to to my fifth wheel now um and i i love it like i'm i'll sit there i'll put the whole build materials together i'll i'll do the you know paper design whatever whatever i'm going to design whatever system i'm messing around with and uh and and then i'll go get all the parts and go put it together and get frustrated when something doesn't work the way it should and go fix it and that's that's joy for me but you that, know what's uh, not joy for me checks out. that that bank bank of america i'm not gonna not name them um, I So I haven't had a Bank of America account for quite some time, apparently. Um, I have got no one. recollection of having an online uh, you know, um, account or anything like that. I mean, I know it happened because I remember having a Bank of America account like 20 years ago. Well, I just registered for one with the new information and get this. They're actually going to mail me my temporary password. Like, I have to wait three to five days (laughs) to get access to an online account. And I'm sorry, but now I know why I don't bank with them. What is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's the tech connection. Uh, Uh,
0: That is insane. I've been a long-term Bank of America customer. Actually, it is the only bank I have ever... Well, I guess that's not true. I have Chase as well. But it's the only one that I've had my primary account with uh, for... 20 years and well, I've never had to mail me well, anything of consequence that bodes well for the experience after registering
2: for an account but I am literally looking at an email right now that only has like four paragraph sentences really make sure you have your user ID and keep it safe we'll mail you your temporary password for online banking via U.S. mail and you should receive it in the next three to five days. And my mind exploded. <laughs> you guys might have heard it. You might not have heard it. I don't know. But it bothers me a whole lot that this is part of the process. It's called security, Tyler. Get some. <laughs> I'm, not, All right. I'm not okay with it. Send me a temporary password that they post on Git when they do it. And then let me change it
0: in the sign-in process. I'm okay with that. I don't know how you could possibly think that that technology is available in 2022. That's not. all
1: right. You all ready ready for uh, today's yesterday in tech history? I am. Yes. Okay. Uh, March 31st was yesterday. The hugely successful motion picture. The matrix is released on this day. Tell me the year. Uh,
0: 99. Yeah. I
1: knew you guys were going to just nail it. You say the same thing, Russ? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know I was there. Is, I, I don't remember that. I can, like, feel that. I, I don't know uh, how else to explain it. I could not tell you, like, if I, I can't explain that answer at all. Like, I'm not thinking about something that happened. I don't just remember that it was 1999. It just feels right. <laughs> you know
0: why? Because <laughs> it is right. Because. Because the Matrix was a documentary about our life. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So there's that, which is which is true, and I'm
2: going to stick with it. But you saw the last one, right? And I won't get any details. I don't like to be a uh, uh, I actually one? haven't yeah. seen the fourth okay. one yet. When when you see it, and we watch it with you and the TBP community, bringing back the TBP watch party.
1: Yes, Ryan was. just We're
2: going that man, yeah, man. to rewrite the dang movie i took notes uh after the first time i watched it i was like no 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 this could have been so good why did you do this 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 and this like mm. it's it's frustrating i you, you did i, take I, notes I need like it you wrote him down <laughs> i did i did because when i couldn't sleep after watching it it was that it was that disturbing okay, um another one note it Let's move it on. needed to be fixed <laughs> but no seriously i think
0: we can do a better one Let's just let's, it. let's is write a it. Broken man, that's, that's <laughs> <not> <laughs> um, March. Okay, hey, I got one more, one more. March oh, 30, okay, 30, sorry,
1: 31st, March 31st. And you guys aren't gonna get this one. I got it. First, first electrically lighted city. This oh, was in crap. Wabash, oh. Indiana. Becomes the first city, I was gonna in the say, world. it was Ohio, Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah, Indiana, yeah, becomes the first city in the world. To be completely illuminated by electric lighting, eighteen eighty six. Uh, completely lit up.
2: I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Now, uh, the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like night. I'm surprised you. How
1: many? I'm going, going, going with my twenties. Nineteen twenty three. Nineteen 1923, Okay. I'm surprised you're not digging at the completely illuminated piece.
2: No, Does I am. So that trying that to think of like streetlights and stuff like that. So, yeah. so I have an in interesting mind, like anecdote before you before you tell us what the actual answer here is. Um, my my um, family. So my parents uh, were born in Ohio, and um, I think it was. Actually, forget who it was historically. Dad, if you're listening, you'll have to. Reeducate educate me but um one of my i think i want to say like a great uncle or or perhaps um even one generation further back but he had a like a general store in in ohio in youngstown i believe or at least warren somewhere close to to where my family was at the time and i guess some still are but uh i i distinctly remember people telling a story about like when and how quickly he adopted electricity and and then he was one of the first places that had an electronic ticker for the stock market um so he actually had like scrolling stock prices Yeah. yeah and and so i was trying to think like just rough generationally like back and then okay so he had access to electricity he was an early adopter when would the earliest like we put light poles on the street and lit it up right yeah, because that's what went went into my head, and I'm sure I'm off. I'll bet it's later than than that. If if it was, you know, sort of first available to folks, but I mean, I gotta go twenties. It's my mo.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, Russ got it. It was 1880.
0: I thought he was gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> gonna to, oh know man,
1: that's impressive. I, feel,
0: <clears throat> I actually <throat> just went with the very first year that came to my head, and as <laughs> I was saying it, you know, I was like, I feel like I'm really close. I don't know why. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome.
2: Probably because, what, I don't know, a month ago, we were talking about, um, I think, what early electricity or trains, something like that, and, and we were off by a good bit uh, in our guesses, but it sort of puts oh, everything there. Yeah. I'm still surprised that 1880 is when uh, a whole town or city, whatever the word was used in the question, I'm surprised they were fully electrified at that point, because it seems... Mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty aggressive adoption early. I mean, obviously, it's electricity; it's freaking cool. But um, I, obviously, cities don't work the way they do now, or didn't work the way they do now. Because goodness, I can't imagine like a, a modern city being the quickest group ever to adopt some brand new technology. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> even if it's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it, I'm,
1: I'm trying to dig into this because what bothers me is the uh the the wording here saying the city was completely illuminated by electric lighting and i dig in and i i'm diving into the wikipedia thing here it's notable as claiming to be the first electrically lighted city in the world which was inaugurated on march 31st 1880 however closer inspection of the reference shows only the courthouse grounds were lighted
2: oh come on yeah so that's like
1: we're, mm, were all the other zero credit given plugged or yeah. When so.
2: when where's the when was the first city that had a bunch of you know like traffic lights in, in the eighteen hundreds when everybody had a car? Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is trash. I need somebody from the city to, uh, to yeah. come on here and defend us.
2: They they could have just said we were the first city to light up our courthouse with
1: electricity, and it would have uh, been just yeah. as cool at the time. Exactly. Whatever. All right. Let's move on.
0: All right, I want to talk about uh, some stuff that Tyler and I were talking about before we actually started the show, uh, and then I'm going to do that, Stay and then I'm going to leave the show. <laughs> so, uh, if everyone doesn't know who's listening to the podcast, uh, I am a uh, I am a gamer, uh, and uh, and I like video games, and I take them serious. So, that, all of
1: those are severe understatements. It's like yep. saying, a lot of trailer. <laughs> I bought it pretty much. Rest is a gamer.
0: <laughs> I am a gamer. And, you know, lots of people in the world have hobbies like camping that make it to where you have to buy trailers that cost an exceptional amount of money. No one bats an eye at that. But <clears throat> whenever you go and try and do a thought experiment on Reddit and you say that if you weren't considering budget, what laptop would you get with very little information? I, I actually have an idea between two laptops that I'm looking to get as a secondary PC, one that is you know secondary to my desktop, which is my primary. And I'm really just looking to see if people come to the same conclusion. What I have learned is is that this breaks the internet. And when i what I did was I said, I, you know if if budget wasn't a consideration, what would you get? What 15-inch laptop would you get that has that supports G-Sync, and you would expect to be a reliable brand? And you live in the U.S. Go. And a few people have sort of, kind of participated in the thought experiment. Others have challenged the reason why budget isn't a problem, or whatever it is. They just can't, like, they can't let it leave their mind. Because they're like, well, what about resale value and the diminishing returns? And it's like, I just I'm just responding with like, I don't care. That's not the point of what we're doing here. It's a thought experiment. I'm not giving more information. And what's what's coming true to light here is that clearly these people don't work with customers who don't give you enough information ever to be able to work through something. And so that's that's interesting. But I'm going through this, and it's driving me crazy because what I have learned in the last I don't know two three weeks of considering. Uh, buying what what laptop I'm going to buy is that none of these laptop brands are considered reliable anymore. I'm talking like all of the top ones. Everyone's like, just make sure you get the $600 four year, you know, warranty or whatever it is, which I plan on getting, but it is, it is remarkable to me that all of these top brands are listed as something that, Literally, you just sort of expect to break. Let me give you a specific example, and I think uh, I actually think it is wild. And I think Daniel Platinum, uh, our senior field VR correspondent, could verify this. (sighs) Sorry, guys, my kids are just going crazy. One second, we love we love crazy kids. Yeah, let it ride, man. And uh, and so, but like Razor specifically, which is a some people call them like the Apple of uh, windows laptops cuz they build beautiful compact chassis that have phenomenal specs in them they just they seem like the ideal laptop they're very expensive i mean they're they're, they're more higher priced and true to the apple comparison than your other laptops right but that seemed like one that i i really wanted to get and as daniel said before they were buying lots of razor laptops for their business and they actually stopped doing so because they were they had so many qc issues there's if you ask on Reddit, should I get a Razer laptop? People will say, "Hey, in general they're great. You know, it's a little bit of luck of the draw, but you can pretty much guarantee no matter what that your battery is going to bloat and almost explode. So just keep an eye out for that." And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> "What? Luck. Like this is insane to me." And so I've actually narrowed this down to an Alienware laptop and the Razer because it's almost like I have to deal with some of these issues and the reason why I'm looking at the Alienware one is because the Dell support is by far the best like they if you if you get the you know premium support plus or whatever they call it you know they send people to your house to fix these things as it's opposed great. to you shipping it in and things like that so I'm actually right now it's almost like okay which one meets my specs which one doesn't throttle as hard, and which one has the best support? Because I'm just going to expect this thing to break, and uh, it's kind of sad. But that's kind of where I've arrived, and I'm trying to see if Reddit will agree with me. But apparently, they can't get past the fact that I'm not giving them an explicit use case, and they're they're not happy that I'm saying, "Don't worry about the budget." It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be catty. It's just like I just want to know. Just like I told Tyler. You know, when I walked in yeah. to get my Android Auto and Apple CarPlay head unit for my truck, I don't know anything about that stuff. So I walked in and I asked the kid who works there. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, if you if you could buy anything you wanted for your car, I want to know what you would put in your I car. And he, <laughs> exactly. he immediately took me. He's like, dude, I know exactly what you need. And he took me you straight these to, wires, this accessory, <clears> you know, like all of it. He had the entire thing ready He's to go in the computer. <laughs> yeah, in like 30 seconds. And that is what is in my truck today and it's been great. <laughs> so trying to do the same thought experiments like on the internet doesn't yield the same results. So just letting mm-hmm. everyone know. That's that that, uh, that's really where I'm at in my journey. Yeah,
2: and when we were talking before the show like I I completely appreciate what Russ was looking for there because that's how I like organize my projects. I look at it. I try to figure out, all right, like if, if nothing else mattered, how would I build this out? And you know, it always starts in this ridiculous state. And then I go and I price all out and I find out, Oh, cool. 10 grand to add a water line on the outside of the camper. I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> so I, I ratchet it back and then I start finding different ways to, to trade off certain things until I kind of land where I need to land. But having, really put a ton of thought into that project like not being able to get that kind of response
0: is so strange from an enthusiast community that's that struck yep. me. i i agree and what i think i've learned is that there's just and this is this has been true for a long time and and i really for my personal stuff it's not really how i think about stuff when i think of my, my customers i've always designed it kind of this way but it's i yeah. start with what i would build for just from an engineering perspective like my scholastic training it's like Build the right solution, worry about costs later, and then work back from there to what is the most appropriate cost to performance ratio for the, you know, problem at hand. It seems to me like the gaming community, and it's always been this way, is hell-bent on like price to performance ratio. I mean, it's like they can't Mm. not get it out of their heads because the difference between a thirty seventy Ti... And a 3080 Ti is like six hundred dollars, and the performance difference is like twelve percent. Trust me, is the, the math is doesn't make sense. Their,
1: they're all living in their mom's basement. I mean, that's why. Ooh,
0: I, I mean, okay, guys. Yeah, I mean, your mom, calm bro, down. So. My mom, my mom can <laughs> hear you. So <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's why the budget doesn't matter, man. I haven't had to pay rent or a mortgage my entire life. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's so. Anyways, if anyone finds the thread on Reddit, help me out. You know, I'm trying to figure out what you would do. If and here's the here's the other part. What I don't know about the reliability piece is, I'm assuming these people, for the most part, use this laptop every day. I won't. I'll use this laptop like ten times a year, probably. So that's why budget's no problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that makes yeah I have left that part out because that's going to drive them even more crazy that it's not the primary machine uh, but right you know and I'll I'll keep it for I need it to work that's the thing is I'm going to use it so seldomly that when I show up to I go to Austin every year for a LAN with you know with the guys for the, the international the biggest Dota 2 tournament biggest esports tournament that exists and I don't want for that time that I show up the few times a year that I do this for me to show up and my laptop doesn't turn on. That's, yeah. that's my concern. That's, that's why the reliability is important to me. I'm not looking for like, Oh man, I need this to last like seven years. Like, no, this thing's gonna be gone in four. So I just, I need it to work when I turn it on sort of thing. So that's where I'm at with it. And uh, the world doesn't understand it. And I just want to be understood. <laughs> See, just, now, Russ, where I am. if,
2: if instead of looking for a high-performing, budget-free gaming laptop, you were trying to understand how to outfit any really motor vehicle with new LIFO batteries and an entirely new electronic system that's solar capable, I got you, man. Well, you know what? Time on that lately.
0: I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. Maybe one day. And I will tell you that that is sort of my point. When people talk about, "Oh my gosh, you have a three thousand dollar computer or whatever it is," it's like, yeah. But I have nothing else like I don't have I don't have a toy car like I don't have <laughs> I don't have a Maserati sitting out in my driveway. Yeah. I don't have a fifth wheel like I don't I don't have any other hobbies like none. My entirety is that like if I go buy tires for my truck, that is a third of the cost of my computer that I use for X amount of years. So <clears throat> really, from my perspective. While it's, comp- it's expensive relative to other PCs, compared to other hobbies that exist out there, like, say, Aaron, building a car, that is not, near. it's just not nearly as expensive. So it's just, it's you know, to, from my perspective, it's not a problem. Now, if I added building cars and, you know, fifth wheel stuff to, really to the repertoire, it, you know, it'd be, <laughs> yeah, that's my viewpoint on it. So, yeah. no, that's a good point. I think well, uh, I, gotta I,
2: go. I think one of the things that catches people off guard with the high end yes. like laptops, yeah, by Russ is um, that that you ultimately end up replacing them, right? So you talk about how not having hobbies, I say you, like Russ is gonna be able to respond to this. he's not. but um it's uh, like I I have probably spent more on woodworking tools than uh, a high-end gaming laptop, but most of those tools will last borderline forever
1: yes yeah and you got them at great prices
2: well yeah i, I hunt so i bargained if you hunt. wanted
1: if you needed to turn around and sell them or whatever all right um what else do we have i mean i'm packing i can't even i'm I'm done packing i need to walk out to my car um, i'm not looking at the internet but uh are you seeing anything crazy in the news
2: man i i haven't even looked my morning was uh consumed by russ's predicament and the fact that i haven't Online banking registration process that requires the U.S. <laughs> Postal Service to be involved. I I thought it was a joke. I thought, oh, cool. They uh, actually went through the trouble of codifying into prod an April Fool's joke.
1: Um, an April Fool's hit. joke. Yeah. This is not
2: a joke. This is for real, which makes the whole thing a joke, but not the kind that's ha ha. Um, so I hadn't really looked. What um, what are you seeing?
1: Uh, I'm not seeing anything. I'm packing. I, I'm about to oh you oh you said I mean, that uh let's this, see yeah.
2: oh i did see one thing samsung apparently is uh going to it's unclear exactly how useful this will be but i think it's a step in the right direction but they the uh they're going to let's see will now let galaxy users repair their own devices is the title of the article that i have not completely consumed yet um i say it's a step in the right direction because it's obvious that they're kind of trying to lean into um the right to repair you know that ecosystem where it's not i guess legally forced upon them yet which I, we've talked about but um i i i question how useful that is because apple and samsung and really any modern phone tablet producer the the devices themselves are not very repairable, right? Like everything is glued together. There are no swappable batteries. These things are not designed to come apart. Don't get me wrong. That cuts both ways. You can have a thinner device. If things are packed tightly, you have a more reliable device in some cases, if you if you can kind of glue all the componentry together. But it, it certainly makes it more difficult to repair them. And oftentimes it makes it so that they have to be thrown away at the end of whatever reasonable period of time because you can't repurpose any of the components they're basically well, glue <laughs> and that's that's an exaggeration but you get my point so cool
1: that they're doing it questionable how useful it actually is this was sorry tell me the beginning of it again because i was trying to i was looking up
2: it it's uh, samsung is just leaning saying? into right to repair they're going to allow galaxy right to users to repair, repair okay. their own devices and i noticed in the article yeah, it does say that
1: i wanted to go ahead. You were talking about the phones
2: Yeah, well, it says Galaxy, so phones, tablets. Yeah,
1: I've been trying to think through that. How much? I don't know. I guess maybe just because I haven't suffered with any needs around that. I think one time Uh, in in like all of phone owning history, I had my wife's screen replaced once. But when you talk about the internal components, like I don't, I've never gotten to a point where. I need to repair a battery, or no, because you
0: throw away your old internal.
2: one and you buy a new one. I oh, have exactly. lots of well, old devices that no longer work yeah. because the batteries are dead, but it's not—it's not trivial to fix that, but which hardware, means they're the just trash, which is a problem.
1: Software. Yeah, the hardware isn't supported by the software anymore.
2: Sometimes, sometimes that's true. Anymore uh yeah. sometimes that's not true sometimes the batteries die before that and the only way to get it fixed is to go through it fixed and and still you know maintain the warranty which i think is yeah. part of the problem and that's i, I mean i'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there too like most of those. my devices don't fail inside the warranty period or yeah. or maybe just outside even would be the way to say it right um, but it's like i understand I need to read into it a little bit more because right to repair, I I think the argument is I should be able to fix my own device and they shouldn't be able to say that they won't do things. But if it fails within a warranted period, why does it matter that much? Unless they're charging it even inside a warranty period. So yeah, no, I I follow. Um, I would say I'm far more likely to open up a device and try to fool around with it. Um, But, but I feel like the times like I, Actually, I have a tablet sitting right here that my youngest son dropped into our pool, and um, it powers on, but it doesn't boot. Which likely means that the water damage on the inside did—I mean, it may have permanently destroyed, uh, you know, a certain component. But it's also possible that there's just an area that has corrosion that needs to be cleaned, so that something isn't uh, mm. you know, arcing or, or something That's like that. Point. Something isn't shorted, um, and I can fix it. But, but to your point, or what I think you're trying to make, like, it's water damage if If I take it apart, I'm in the exact same boat that I was before I took it apart in that it is a useless device that Samsung is not going to touch, right? like right it, yeah yeah they water damage isn't one of those things that's like, well, we would have you know done it happily for you if you just brought it into the shop. no, even if it was warranted, they'd say, good luck. Yeah. um so yeah, I, I don't I think there are corner cases where it makes sense. I would just like to see. I would like to see the engineering effort go into making reliable devices that are that have certain components that are easier to work on in general, like an iFixit yeah. score of very high. You know, because the battery stuff really bothers me. Um, I, I understand the desire for thinner and thinner devices. I do understand that they can be a little bit thinner by not having like a compartment to pull a battery out of. Um, But the battery is one of the first things to fail or degrade in a lot of these devices, and they're fine otherwise. And so you've got a tablet that lasts half as long on a charge. It's still good. It's still under software support, and it's a lot less useful than it was a week ago. And that's really frustrating, but it also it also you know proliferates the e waste problem too. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think they should well, dude, go I back. we
1: haven't even had any severe battery issues. batteries. Yeah, I mean, so. it's been a while for me too. So yeah, the only the only one that I even have that's close to that is I have a MacBook that was made in twenty fourteen, early twenty fourteen. Uh, my my uh, the work laptop I was given back in forever at EMC, right. Uh, mm. And then, you know, with it being a MacBook, they're like, "Well, we don't care after we were bought by Dell, et cetera." Um, and everyone just kind of kept their MacBooks, but it still works just fine, except for the fact that, uh, except for the fact that the battery it has limited life. But it's at a yeah. point now, given that it's seven years old. Yeah i feel like this stuff affects laptops
2: a lot more but laptops are easier to do stuff yeah. like battery swaps they're still right. much more repairable I, I don't have than a problem controls. with it. I can
1: take it in and sure. pay 129 dollars and get a new battery so but it, mm. it's almost not even worth it either because it doesn't support or it won't start it won't support the latest operating system starting next year whatever yeah.
2: so yeah, that's interesting. My know. my work laptop isn't that old and it has battery problems. It does not hold a charge very well, but yeah, it's also fair. completely under support. And I'm just, I haven't addressed that. I've, I could easily, but no, I, I just noticed there's a, a topic. It says meta confirms a now fixed Facebook bug led to a massive ranking failure that increased views of harmful content 30% up 30% Jeez. over the past six months. And it's like, Ah, stuff like that really jumps off the page to me. Um, it, we, we rely so much on the algorithm that that social platforms put in place to give us content we're interested in that small mistakes can have really catastrophic consequences. Like, that's really unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in other Facebook news, other headlines that jumped out at me, uh, to avoid erroneously flagging CSAM, Meta's training docs tell content moderators to err on the side of an adult when judging people's age in photos or videos. Oh, no. No, that's terrible. the wrong way. Yeah, terrible. The company reports that's, millions of photos of suspected child sexual abuse each year. Yeah, and they're saying, if Ugh. you're unsure, assume it's an adult.
2: That's not cool, man.
1: No, no. Not, I mean... Not the right answer.
2: I, I i get where they're coming from on that one i guess from a, a content perspective but oh that's one of those ones where error on the side of caution let people prove that it's not i just nobody needs that nobody needs a platform for that either that's terrible ah they they're just pretty consistent at getting bad looks still think yeah. they're by
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, I gotta, uh, I gotta get in the car and drive. I got, I have a three-hour drive ahead of me. A couple phone Ooh, calls. Not Nothing All else right. jumping well, out at me though. I, I remember there was something that was crazy earlier this week. Yeah, really? I wanted to mention on like Wednesday. Oh, I don't see. I, can't it remember. There. I didn't remember it stop my head. <laughs> nah, I didn't drop the notes. I'm sorry.
2: Oh well. I know uh, there was one cool space announcement, which is that Hubble picked up one of the most distant uh, or, or far back in time um stars that we've ever seen is it actually a the star new James it, yeah no, no no the hubble uh so oh, the wow. hubble okay. um picks up the most distant star yet observed is the titles that i've seen and i haven't well, actually Hubble's up there doing um,
1: work now because there's a oh i know competing it competing telescope
2: yeah yeah right oh, better get to get get it. No, I'm guessing that gravitational lensing had something to do with this, just based on some of the subtopics in here, which is really neat. Um, It's a a phenomenon, you know, the way that light bends around large uh, gravity wells, you know, planets, suns, or or stars, that sort of stuff. And uh, it lets us uh, sort of see further. Um, uh, It's obviously more complicated than that, but uh, this is neat because and i'm gonna have to read through it but it looks like they they think it is the what would be the oldest light we've seen so far is basically the way to think about that right so it, it is the furthest away but it also makes the light that we're seeing from it the oldest light which they're i think speculating was close to basically the beginning of stars it's pretty cool oh
1: here it is this was the one i found earlier this week that is super cool though by the way uh I'm not trying to brush it aside I'm just trying to get this <laughs> in before the time uh, it was it was about wise. Did you see the wise camera stuff? And they mm. it's coming out now that wise has known for years that hackers could remotely access its cameras. Oh didn't gosh! Anyone. Yeah. Didn't Oops. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we, uh... things, yeah, it dropped on Wednesday. I want to say uh, it was discovered. You know, there's there's a hack to just remotely access cameras, right? And Golly. a bunch of people were like, um, I've told I've been a huge proponent of wise. I myself own a bunch of wise cameras. Uh, thankfully and intelligently i don't put any of them inside my house they're all just facing uh facing the the outside area but even still Sheesh. um you know just you can if, if you're remotely accessing it as a hacker you just see the the patterns of my family and you probably listen to conversations and all that kind of stuff wow. going on outside my house that's really disturbing
2: but yeah, and and once yeah. again, it's it's not even that they got hacked because I think most devices at this point are are going to see vulnerabilities that are disturbing. It's that Wise didn't announce that it was a thing, and if they knew about it, that's a really bad look. This goes back to the conversation we were having about. Um, oh my gosh, this is hilarious that I can't remember the company's name because it's so the point. We're, we're numb to this to the point that we forget just how bad the the breach stuff is. But it was uh, the I guess most prominent recent um, breach news where customers were potentially um, accessed. Customer data was accessed in January, and they were kind of back and forth with that hacking group. It'll come to me maybe, but if it doesn't, it it's not even just that it happened. It's how they handle the yeah. public acknowledgement and the way that they publicly just sort of walk through what what they did what they didn't do how they feel about it you know that sort of stuff like that's more important at this point how how quickly did you disclose how quickly did you address how did you do this could you have improved that process do you acknowledge that it maybe is worse than you wanted it to be like it sounds on the surface having read nothing about what you just told us about with wise that that they just sort of brushed it under the rug which is easily one of the worst
1: responses to something like that ever. Yes, and so let me let me drop two little small paragraphs of information on this, but taking advantage of the security flaw requires knowing the initial camera ID, which is a random string that can only be recorded by joining the same local network as the camera. So this significantly limits the scope of the sure. security flaw, right? Because the hacker the would first have to gain access to your home okay. network before accessing the video feed from a wise camera, but I mean, it, that put all that aside it's what you were saying the main problem here isn't actually the security vulnerability it's how yeah. wise handled the vulnerability right Bitdefender sounds says like it, poorly yeah it, they contacted wise twice first on march 6th of 2019 and again on march 15th of 2019 and apparently received no response over the following months wise updated some of its cameras with a partial fix for the login burn vulnerability still without responding to Bitdefender, it wasn't until november of 2020 that was finally communicated with Bitdefender and the final fixes weren't deployed until January of this year.
2: That's terrible. ridiculous.
1: Terrible, terrible, terrible. All right. Wait, I think
2: uh, I'm getting pranked. My my family keeps coming in and having silly looks on their face. So either there's something in my coffee that my son brought me,
1: highly likely, which has not stopped me from drinking it. Well, let me um, let me drop one Or other. something
2: else hilarious is going on in my house. Maybe I have
1: something funny to tell you. Let me drop one other thing. Just to get it in here, uh, Twitter explores letting two accounts co-author a tweet. What do you think what? of that?
2: Uh, oh, I watch. think we should get right on it. <laughs> I don't know why I, we my, need my that. Brain
1: just immediately... Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. But on Twitter, of all places, like I get co-authoring things. That makes a lot of sense in some situations,
1: but not in like 280
2: characters or whatever we're allowed to do on Twitter these days.
1: Yeah. I just don't but, understand why like my, my brain immediately went to, okay, this is, this will get abused. And I say like abused in a light term, abused in a funny sure. way. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. You'll see funny, funny combinations of things saying something together. Right. Uh, I think <laughs> you'll see that. And then, and then you have the concept of like brand promotion and advertising, right? Sure. One person trying to partner with somebody else or being paid by somebody else to say something. And then you'll see, you'll see tweets co-authored at that point. Those
2: are the first two use cases I thought of. Sure. I'm not sure. We're, we're like uh, sponsored, you know, influencers or, or you know, sports yeah, ball yeah, players I mean. like that. And, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I interesting. Had, uh, I don't I don't know.
1: Gatorade or something. You know if, what I mean? I, yet, I don't know. If yet another feature that. where I'm wondering, does this matter?
2: Do we need this? Which I think immediately highlights one of the issues with stuff like that in general, which is if... And I'm not saying I'm representative of the general public, but if if we don't immediately see how that's going to like really make waves on the platform, who cares? Yeah. It it it's not it's not going to change the trajectory of like Twitter's stock price. <laughs> yeah, I and that's again not to knock them like they're developing, they're trying, they're doing things. Um, I just don't immediately see why we need that. And maybe it's maybe I'm just yelling at clouds. I don't know.
1: All right, shut them down and go figure out what your family's laughing at. And I got
2: to pay our drive. Yeah, good luck with that. Have fun. And that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us. We're rounding out the week. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.
1: Adios.